welcome to the Project Esports Podcast. All three of us are finally back. James decided that after four weeks, he wanted to come back and interact with us. Dylan, he has nothing better to do. He loves me too much. He has to be here every Monday, whether he wants it or not. And I, I have no life, and I love this. This is my passion and my baby child, which is why I am very excited to say that this is our one-year anniversary. Well, tomorrow is going to be a one-year anniversary of starting the podcast. I even have a little popper. <laughs> we have been doing this for one whole year, and my excitement has been no, like, just, it's crazy how much I've loved this, and we were just talking about it earlier today, like, oh, like, our one-year anniversary is coming up, and we realized it was tomorrow. So, I wanted to do a little bit of celebration. I went to Walmart, I bought all this stuff. I have, like, ten more poppers, so I might do some more later on throughout the show, but I just want to thank you to everyone who has made this possible to where we are now. And because of that, we want to do something for all of the people that have been watching us and supporting us for the last year. Oh my god, it smells like gun smoke now. <laughs> this was a bad idea. Um, we are going to be starting a giveaway tomorrow that is going to run one whole week. It's going to be on our Twitter channel, and all it's going to have to do is we're going to put out a post, and you retweet and like it, and make sure you're following us. And then if you win, you have the choice between... Uh, us buying you a shirt of the choice from any esports team that you want. So if it's the LA Valiant, the Gladiators, C9, whoever it is, you can get the shirt from us. Or you have the option of getting $25 worth of Blizzard credit, of Riot points, V-Bucks, whatever you kind of want. So that competition will start tomorrow. Watch out for that tweet and do interact because obviously we want to give back to you guys. We thank you so much for everything that you've done up to this point. So this is kind of our little way of giving back. But... Outside of that, are you guys ready to get going? Do it. Ready to be back. James, we have been waiting weeks for you guys to have been back. You left in the worst possible time to be our League of Legends guy. I know, I, I know. Um, hey, you, you take that off. We you look good. are in the middle of Worlds right now. Like, yeah. we, me and Dylan have just been brushing over it because we're like, we're not the guys to talk about this. So, <laughs> make up for your time lost and go on a tyrant of everything okay. we've missed. All right, I'll, I'll make sure my my camera wants to interact. There we go, perfect. Okay, so um, I won't I won't go over plans too too much. There wasn't any too crazy upsets over plans. Um, my direwolves unfortunately got eliminated. Not really surprised after their whole their whole um, issues with their jungler. But that being said, groups has been a wild wild ride. Um, we saw the elimination of Gen G, which is like the reigning champions from last year. They got taken out. Um, by the likes of Cloud9 and Team Vitality. Um, these are two teams from the West. Um, Cloud9, of course, having a very, very storied season, um, starting from literally last place, trying to sort out roster issues, climbing all the way to being second seat in their group at Worlds. Um, unfortunately, Team Vitality didn't make it. That being said, Team Vitality's coach, Yamato Cannon, basically set the tone for all the other teams that are, are not teams from the east team predominant or dominant teams from the east um basically he's telling everybody to play their style play what they're good at play your game um, um a lot of the commentators have actually been uh, kind of mirroring this uh captain flowers is a, a a big a big believer of the you know play play your game as well um and this is and we've seen it, it's done crazy things for him it's done, done crazy things for the west this guy telling other teams to adapt their own play style has I don't know if it's subliminally worked or the, maybe people are all on the same page now, but we're seeing we're seeing ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. Is that, Vitality, can we blame him for seeing Mordekaiser in Worlds today? Or yes, you probably can. Honestly, um, you can probably blame him for also seeing Brand bottom lane with Tom Kench. Um, you can also see um, probably blame him for seeing Echo mid. Oh, you can 100% blame him for seeing Echo mid. Isn't Echo um, as, mid? Echo is the mid, but he's not a, he's not a meta champion right now. Okay. He's not considered in the meta. Um, and you also, he's basically, he's probably one of the most influential people in Western League of Legends right now. Um, now we've just finished up. So two groups are done. Um, we're seeing RNG, who was the heavy favorites, who lo their last day both got taken out by Cloud9 and Team Vitality, which is ridiculous. Um, so RNG and Cloud9 have... Uh, gone through from their stage then till last night or this morning i guess depending on how you look at it um we saw g2 who mm -hmm. beat up the flash wolves 
so it's one Western team, and the other team being, oh my god, I'm blanking here. It is the other Creek, Afrika Freaks. So Afrika Freaks and G2 got out of their group only because the Fong Vu Buffalo, the guys who have the, the logo that looks exactly like the Chicago Bulls, um, <laughs> decided to make a statement and take out Flash Wolves in their game af even after they were eliminated. It was a really fun game. They put in their sub-jungler. It was a mess. Um, and it was bloody. It was super bloody. That seems to be the, the, the reoccurring theme with so many of these games is that they are bloodbaths. There's no macro. There's macro, and but there's also a ton of micro. And I mean that's what people that's what people want. That's what makes that's what makes League of Legends entertaining. It's been a it lot seemed, more entertaining than ever for me. Like I've really been, enjoyed it more than normal. Yeah, exactly. And I think for I think for League of Legends for and for Riot in general, having these crazy, crazy fights, these crazy outplays, um, like this helps with their with their viewership. This really draws in more people. Um, because you're gonna see Reddit being blown up by not only these game threads that are reaching like six, seven K upvotes, you know, Gold did like six or seven times. Um, I think the Vitality RNG one got like 19 things of gold. Like it was crazy. Um, so like seeing that much in you, like, I mean, you see that in our slash all that pops up there every time. And that, that's going to draw in more people just from that alone. And then the interviews, the emotional interviews from the players, from the coaches. Again, I, I, I like, uh, may, I, you know, I might have a bit of a man crush, but Yamato Kana's interview post game was incredible. The dude was emotional. <laughs> he, it was inspirational. It was like watching Braveheart. Like the guy, the guy knows how to talk. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see, as a Western fan, despite the fact I use the Gen G logo in in game, um, I hope for the Western fans, this means or the Western teams, we see start seeing a shift. We see more stuff at a Team Liquid. We see more stuff at a Fnatic. And we see more stuff at a Hundred Thieves. I'm especially especially worried for Hundred Thieves, considering how bad their last showing was. They got beat out in 20 minutes. 20 Yikes. minutes and 25 seconds. It was a massacre. And the worst part was, dude, is they had a decent early game. That was the worst part. I don't I, I don't understand the reasoning, but they've also decided to use their sub-jungler, which is a really, really weird thing to use at Worlds. Um, other teams have been using their sub-jungler as backups, but Rakara has displayed that he's not nearly as good as Cody's son. I don't know what the mentality was. Plus, we've gotten a really fun meme out of it. Uh, basically, everybody is saying that Cloud9 or the Western teams play Fortnite more. They play Fortnite more than anything else. Um, I think LS is laid on this. Logodoko is laid in on this. Um, Tyler One's laid in. Or not, maybe not Tyler. But a lot of guys are like are bashing the West for playing other games when they should be disciplined. They should be focusing. They should be doing all this stuff. And now the Cloud9 has started a meme where like we really love Fortnite. So yeah, yeah. I, I was really curious about that too. Like I had no idea why. Yeah, that so there was a, came up. Yeah, so after week one of or the the first days of 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 group of group stages, um, there was all this stuff coming out on how you know um, how the Western teams weren't you know playing the right games. They were playing Fortnite too much. They were playing a bunch of other stuff, MTG, all anything that's current right now. Um, so you again, you like saw controversial pitch, uh, figures coming out and saying this stuff. Thorn, I think, was another one that kind of bashed in. I know how much Dylan loves hearing about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of just bashing these, uh, bashing the players, right? So, and then the players turn around, they get the win, they get, they get go on to semis, and then they basically just bash everybody. Cloud Nine's been a team that has embraced any any of their controversy that they really like. They really make it their own. Especially with like the roster swaps and stuff like that, and being benched, they they they, they took that in stride. They made it their own as well. So they're, they're, we're seeing this with Fortnite as well. Um, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens out of the remaining three teams from the West, um, and we kind of go from there. I'm hoping for big things. Um, historically, Team Liquid has been known to not do the best. Hunt Thieves also hasn't like I mean, well, just this from is their the first time. Hunter Thieves is the first time. Team Liquid, not so much, because Team Liquid has so many storied veterans. They, they've all been here. They all know the stakes. They all know the pressure. It's just a matter of putting them all together, yeah. right? So That's not any, any of the top stages, though. Like, it's... Yeah. But we, we've never been it. in that I, position, so we have no idea how hard that can be. But well, and That's just it, too. We have no idea what the pressure is like on them alone. Um, I'm really, I'm really hoping... I wish this would work. Um, <laughs> that um, they, they again they take they take a page out of Vitality, they take a page out of G two because they these guys have recognized their niches and their their uh, their win conditions and they've made it their own and they've exploited it. 
they've uh, they, and they made somebody else beat to their drum. I actually I actually tweeted to Robert about this, saying that these teams need to find their drum and then make the other team start beating to it. And I think that's really the theme that we're going to see the rest of the time. I and I I pray to God that we like you know the other teams adapt because it's working. It's working for them. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's my ti- there's my tirade. There's my yeah. rant. That is everything you've been holding inside for the last four weeks while we've been. It's been brutal. Well, we were just saying, oh, nothing. Like, we all, the biggest, one of the biggest events in gaming is going on right now. We got nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dylan, is there anything you want to add to that or you want to get out of this? Nope. James did a great job. (laughs) James did a great job. Okay. Um, So, the next thing, we're going to keep talking about League of Legends, but in a much different way and something that I think Dylan will have some opinions on this one. But, so E League and Riot is partnering up. To create a one-hour special for TBS that is titled League of Legends 101. So pretty much what it is is just an introduction to the game for those that aren't familiar with it, for those that are kind of curious of what it is, and it's going to run on TBS just like any other kind of hour-long TV show or anything kind of like that. It's going to be produced and it's going to be more on the informative side and introducing people to what League of Legends is as a game, like how it's played and all that kind of stuff. As far as I know, there's nothing like this has ever been done at such a big stage. I mean, of course, you can go on YouTube and watch what is League of Legends. How do you play League of Legends? But there's never been anything this big. And even on national television, or TBS. Yeah, TBS is national. And obviously, it's not, well, for you, yeah. (laughs) And obviously, like, it's not targeting, like, us. It's targeting an older generation. And, I mean, do you think this is going to be successful in introducing people to league and getting them curious and being more accepting of it do you think it's going to be people turning on tbs and watching what is this do you think they should do it for other esports just what do you think about all this so what i think is going to happen is they've done this before um it's like a very cursory kind of look at esports um and so this one like, kind of drills down a little bit more in league of legends so what i think is going to happen is it's going to air on tbs um, there's going to be occasionally probably people just stumbling across it. But for the most part, I think it's going to be more of a tool where, you know, this is something to show your parents or someone, um, you know, cause you try to explain what League of Legends is, but now you have this thing to go, just watch this. It'll explain yeah. it. I think that's probably going to be what it's going to be used more so for. I, I, I'm not, I'm not so, so sure about that because I under, like, I, I feel like again like like Andrew said a lot of a lot of guys that are, are or girls whatever a lot of people who are still living with their parents and want them to understand what the game they're sinking so many hours into is about I feel like they've already would have showed them that YouTube video they already would have showed them all the material that is available online because again for younger generation that's their medium that's the medium that they are they are used to operating and it is the YouTubes is the Twitch and stuff like that I feel like people are gonna I feel I feel like older audiences are gonna hear about this they're gonna talk about it and then they're gonna be like oh my kid doesn't talk to me about this game they try to explain it but i don't get it they try to show me videos i don't get that probably because it's geared again towards a younger audience you show them something that is set for national television to air and that's a bit more the older generation speed here i am bashing on people like 15 years older than me but i mean like that's kind of that's kind of it right that's that's their medium that's the medium they understand you know what i mean i mean i still have to i still have to you know navigate my old man through like you know um through torrents and vpns and stuff like that but I, I chuck something on TV. I'm like, yo, man, just That's watch this for an games. hour. I didn't say what the VPNs were for or the torrents were for. I'm totally fine. There's there's legal torrents out there. Yeah, exactly. There's legal torrents. Come on, man. Um, but yeah. So I think I think this is a, a more accessible means for the older generation to understand what their kids are doing. Um, it's it's almost like a PSA. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, to a, to a to a lesser extent. But I think I think that's what we're gonna see it more used for. Vice. I think getting you know getting the, the the kids to or like you know the teenagers whatever to show their parents like hey watch this special because I don't even know I don't even know how many players even know this this thing is going out I haven't seen anybody talk about it in the games I've been playing I've been playing a lot recently so um, I'm not t- I'm not too sure yeah well, I mean this is one of those things that's like big but I don't think it's there's like so besides like obviously this medium there's no reason to really talk about it unless it's applicable I mean. If you have two people who are really into league, why would you just talk about like, oh, there's this intro to league thing? Like, this is something that people yeah. just know about. I guess so, yeah. Okay, cool. And then when it comes time to actually show someone that it applies to, you'll show them. 
Because like, yeah, there's no that. reason to talk about like, oh, there's this cool intro to league video when you when you've been you know spending hundreds of hours this season playing yeah. league. Yeah, that's a, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like, I think I love that they're League of Legends doing this and that they're taking like the initiative to try to like educate more people, especially with them starting to become more mainstream. But I think they're doing it with the wrong game to start. Obviously, Riot only has one game. But I think this would have been much more effective if Blizzard or the Overwatch League would have done this first because that is airing on TV so much more. Yeah. Wouldn't it yeah, make I sense agree. before the with the Overwatch World League, um, like the championship, to have a one-hour episode like playing? Like, what are you about to watch? And then if you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I wonder how the pros actually play. Then you go straight into a big match or something kind of like that. Yeah, I feel like you could almost do like an intro, like an That's intro what I mean. to yeah, before. It's like yeah, an yeah, intro yeah, yeah. to the big event because like yeah. people don't need to be introduced to football. But when you're throwing something on ESPN that a lot of people don't know, they need an introduction for it, and you can't just expect them. <laughs> I yes, disagree. Sir. They had that. They did. No. They? Yep, they, they did. They have like the minute and, intro videos. Before yeah, the minute match. intro videos. That was its version of it on how the game is played. And it, I praise it, it that. Do not get me wrong. I think that's amazing too. But when it's a, that's like you having someone to tune into the Super Bowl and they explain what's happening between every single play, but it's still only a base level. But if you have it go all the way deep in depth leading up to the event and then them explaining to you during the event, you'd have that double that education. Yeah, but how in depth do you think this really is going to be? I think it's going to be more in depth than you think. No, 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 no. I think it's, it's, I think it's going to be like a brief history of esports in general, probably a deeper history of a league and like a cursory kind of glance on how it's played. Um, and I'm pretty sure actually they had those in-game intro things on like how, how league works before. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure I've seen it somewhere. I don't, maybe it was in a different esports documentary or something, but it was like something like, Oh, you know, each team has five players and you, you kill the minions to get to the towers and then you, you get to the main base and kill it. You want to like make a bet on this? Deal. I think that you, after watching this video, this one hour video, that you would feel comfortable enough installing it, calling a role, and playing a game. No way. Against no Fox? way. No I don't, way. It, there's so many. So, okay. Okay. So, as the one who plays the most and... I will say this without shame, is the best out of the three of us. Don't talk down There's... to me just because you're a higher tier. You're bronze. So I am silver. Soon, soon sir. to be iron. Soon to I be am iron. Silver, sir. <laughs> oh, good job. Good job. Okay, so but I think I think I don't think it's going to put you in a position where you feel confident enough and go to go into a lane. I don't think I don't think that's the case. Especially where you need to learn champion matchups, you need to learn all that stuff. But that's for advanced players. I'm saying someone can install the game call roll or lane even and go in and and be feel comfortable off like oh this person looks cool let me go play against bots no 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 so i think, okay wait no no, 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 no. If this is i think i think we're, we're like the argument is just like kind of null and void because there's only two types of people there's people who know how to install video games onto their computer <laughs> and if you know how to do that like I, i'm not trying to put like league down but like league is like it's very intuitive especially with the tutorial like if you can download the video game it leads you through the tutorial it kind of lets you understand how the game works and you can go into an ai game and like kind of understand it like that's what i'm saying that like i I think someone that that couldn't install a game for this older people don't know how to install programs on their computer and this isn't going to tell them on how to install programs on their computer okay no i know it's not going to but i'm no, they're not going to walk you through the 10 minutes of how to install a program on the computer. I'm not talking about But if they that. can't install things on their computer and they're typing with one finger, they're not going to be able to play League. Okay, so there's more than two is, groups is there, of people. Is there a point to there this are video people, then? There are people yeah, that so they play games at some so point in their life. League. Okay, okay. I, I, think, I think what this is going to do is get people to be able to watch it without being so confused. I think, okay, yeah, because it's partnered with the E-League, right? Yeah. So I feel like this is going to have a much more eSports gearing for like you know explaining like why you're watching the map like this like you know why it's jumping the camera's jumping around you know all that kind of stuff not like okay here's here's how you play mid lane here's how you assassinate the enemy team or you know here's how you gank boys that's something i don't even understand i need more than an hour to understand that that for me that being said they will go they will probably go into the terminology they will go into gank they will go into you know um you know what what the casters mean when they're referring to qwer all that kind of stuff right um items and stuff like that 
QWER? QWER. Oh, yeah. the abilities. Oh my god. I think you need to watch this video, buddy. Oh man. <laughs> This, this explains a little more than I thought when it oh, comes come to... come on. Yeah, but, like, I totally agree. I think th they will go into things like, oh, what does it mean to gank? Like, what does yeah. this word mean? I can totally see that because yeah. they're going to go over things that casters will say that, like, it, it's not intuitive. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, like, the caster saying it with it being implied, like, implied that the viewer already understands that, right? So I think, yeah, it's going to cover stuff like that. It's going to cover game knowledge um, from that point, from a, from a spectator point, not necessarily through a player standpoint. It also I'm... probably goes over, like, you know, the format, like, the coaches, the subs, kind of stuff. Maybe stuff like that. I don't know. Yes, I, I agree. Andrew is wrong on this point. I don't think that's what James was saying, but I'm glad that's what he took out of it all. I think that's all it's you ever all, take out of, these, out of it. Is that all you take out of these discussions of if I'm right or wrong? Is that what <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes or no? It's the eternal battle between you yeah. two, man. That's all it is. I give up. I cannot. I cannot do this anymore. Let's talk about Overwatch <laughs> so I can feel better about myself. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's go. So good stuff coming out of the Overwatch League. Um, so Vancouver's team announced that they're going to be partnering with Luminosity, right? Luminosity, is that you Luminosity. say? Luminosity, Luminosity. Yeah. yeah, Luminosity is their operations partner. So we've seen this before with a lot of other teams. So I think Splice was the other one um, that that partnered up with someone. They basically partnered with Toronto. Yeah. So essentially, what this means is they're running everything. Yes. Basically, the only thing yeah. is like they're just like. You know, uh, Vancouver is sitting up here. It's the same people that own the the hockey team, right? The yeah, Ducks. the Canucks. Yeah, no. so it's the same company. Yeah. Basically, they're like up here. They're big big boys up top, giving money to Luminosity, so Luminosity can run it. I think this is the perfect way to run an uh, esports organization because at least these dudes who are like, we want to get into this industry, we got the money, we don't know how to run it. Let's just get someone to run it for us. Yeah, exactly. Let's well, hire it's much better than hiring whoever's sense. available on market or something kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's really good because these these esports companies, they know how to do this and they're ready to do this. They just don't have the 10 to $30 million you need to get an Overwatch League spot. So I think this is really, really good. And it, I think it's going to reflect really well on their team because now they they have like a game plan. Like they're not going into this as like a company that doesn't know what they're doing. They like Luminosity has teams. Like they know how to run an organization. Don't they have Ninja? Isn't Ninja signed to Luminosity? He used to be. Yeah, I don't think any. He's he's not on a team right now, right? He's unaffiliated. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, he's independent. He's unaffiliated. But I, I thought Luminosity was one of his Halo teams. I it thought was. That's, that's who he played Halo. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. Yeah. So if like, I, so he's definitely not still partnered with them because I mean, like Halo's. But no, but when he started him. streaming, there's Luminosity stuff on his stream. Oh no, his old old stream. No, like, when I first started, when Fortnite first came out. Oh, well, I don't think he is anymore. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't blame him. I want to say well, he's not, but I mean, like, if, uh, if he, he is, if he, if he, he is. is yeah. Because I was about to say, are we going to see a Ninja uh, Overwatch crossover coming up? But if he's not affiliated anymore. I mean, if he is still, if he, if he is still affiliated, that's a huge marketing angle for, for them. You know what I mean? Oh, for, oh, hell yeah, for Toronto? I mean, he's like, oh. No, Vancouver, Vancouver. Vancouver. I'm like, oh, hey, all my hundreds of millions of fans this is a really cool another video game. Go watch this and follow this yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a built-in like, fan base right there, but we don't does, know. That is, does Overwatch allow, like, uh, like co-cast or, like, co-streamed events? Can, can you, like, stream over it? No. Um, not as far as I know. I know League of Legends introduced that. But yeah, they did. I, they yeah. have not introduced that for uh, Overwatch, as far as I know. Maybe, like, the World Cup and stuff. Five. Right, because because I, I mean, can you imagine if like if they introduce that and Ninja can can cast an event? Can you imagine what like like that Luminosity plays and that'd be crazy? If he's still, of course, if he's still affiliated, right? We don't just, we don't know for sure. I feel like this he announcement is, was really really late. Still, he is. Yeah, he is. He got picked up in 2017. I, oh my god, a Fortnite player. That's a oh my god, that's that was insane a snake for them. for them. That was a huge yeah. snake for them. Yeah, but and then, um, then this like yeah, how much how much how much say do you think he's or like like do you think he's gonna have much play into it? I feel like he will just because of his influence. You know what though? How how much you want to bet that was a leveraging tool for them to get this? Uh, deal. Oh my god! Yeah, like, whenever they did the we request ninja, for proposal, yeah. for sure they wrote on there like a huge section like yeah we have ninja we have our <laughs> yeah like for sure because I I'm assuming they read that and like to get into Overwatch League I'm sure the people running 
uh, the Canucks had to like know about it, but like they were probably reading through it, saw Ninja go and, and went like, oh, like this sign, easy done deal, easy clap, boys, easy clap, yeah. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's really weird because Splice was announced almost instantaneously alongside the signing of um, Toronto. So I just think it's so weird that Vancouver came in so late. Does that mean? What do you mean? No, it just deals takes time to do deals and wrap things up. That maybe they're looking at other teams and stuff. Like I don't. I just yeah. That just makes me think that they're so much farther behind in signing players and signing coaches. If that deal is just finalizing now, who was working on signing the team? No, I mean it's it's, it's kind of it's it kind of spells for concern too because Splice was denied franchising from EU, so I don't know I don't know like I'm surprised they they got a Overwatch franchise spot. Well, they don't have an Overwatch franchise. They're an operational manager, very similar to yeah. Luminosity for a big one. So whoever like yeah, Luminosity oh. didn't have to get approved by um, the Overwatch League. They're just it would, paid. It would by be whoever the operator spot. was, right? Yeah, so, so okay, Luminosity so has no deal with the Overwatch League. They have right, a so deal. Same... What? Go ahead. Sorry, Go finish, finish. They have a deal with the investors who got the yeah. Overwatch spot. Okay, so the, yeah, the, yeah, and the same investors that own Splice also own the Bruins, I think, because that's where that's where Splice operates out of is Boston. Okay. So it, 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 it's another it's another big team. It's two hockey. That's so Canadian. That's two hockey teams getting Overwatch teams. That's like that's that's the of most course. Canadian thing I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly, right? It's but on some, brand. But it something else that I want to bring up because okay. this is something where I am correct. This is why I wanted to move to Overwatch. Oh, we, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Maybe correct. There's is not 100 confirmed. Toronto put out on Twitter today that they will be giving an introduction to the world on October 24th. Which to me, it is a five-hour event, which means they're revealing the team, the it's name, a event? the logo, and they're announcing the team. Which, if you <laughs> missed it last week, me and Dylan made a bet that I think at least two teams before October, like no, December first, will announce their branding, and that's one of them being announced in October. So, I just think this is exciting. I just think the bigger kind of talking point on all of that. Is that once one team announced, I think the rest are going to be falling soon, very quickly. Because you want because if Toronto announced first, and then all the expansion teams wait another month to announce, well, they that's a month behind of Toronto. They are for gaining fans, yeah. building a brand, all that kind of stuff. So I would not be surprised within two weeks of Toronto making their announcement, unless someone else makes a surprise announcement of all teams being announced. I think within a month, every single team will be announced of today. What if? What if? What if you're not right? What if instead they reveal their staff? Why would they need Okay, I, I linked it in the I linked in the article. I can't pull it up. Look at the time on it. I'm pre, it's 3 plus hours. No, that isn't that's is 4 hours. Four Why hours. do you need like okay, actually if you're doing like logo, you're doing uh players and stuff like that. Why do you actually need four hours? What are they going to do in these four hours? Tour the facilities is what I'm thinking. It's at a church. <laughs> what? It is at it, a church. Because it's just a venue. Okay, no, no, no. But I mean, like, in the venue, I don't know, like, show a video of the... No, okay. Even if they did, you could show, like, two movies in that time. Yeah, exactly. Four yeah. hours is a disgusting amount of time. I'd watch the first two diehards with that, with that, amount, of, that amount of time. That's... Yeah. There's no way this could be entertained for four hours. Well, then what? They're, they're probably just overbooking it. There might be like a chance to sign, get the player, like get an autograph uh, from the players. But it's, greet the now, players. is it a four-hour presentation or is it a four-hour like? It's a four-hour event. It says okay, so, for yeah, these, yeah, come so, join uh, us yeah, for yeah. these four hours on no, October twenty-fourth at this random church in Toronto for our introduction to the world. Is pretty much what the graphic means, which I think presentation of the staff, logo, team name, colors. Roster, player. meet and greet of the players and the staff, and then something. Okay, raise your hand. I know yes. what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> they go to the church, right? Okay. Everyone's walking in. It's silent. There's just candles everywhere. <laughs> then the hymns start. There's chants. Oh, no. They, they announce. They announce that the next Messiah has been born. What are and you then doing? Raising up, raising up, we see the first player XGC. announced. 
XQC. He is born again. <laughs> yeah, reborn. Reborn from the ashes. It. I actually Four think you're not wrong. just standing on stage. XQC <laughs> is going to go to one of the Canadian teams. He's not? It's going to be Toronto. Uh, no, no, he's not going to go, I don't think. Why? I don't think he wants to play. He's too why big of a streamer. Yeah, like, I mean, it's the same. It's like it's the same reason why like so many league players just stay streamers. Like, I mean, but then again, cool. he seems like he is like stubborn enough to where he would go just because he wants to win. Yeah, that's could... true. On a different team, yeah. It's redemption. Like, who who would want to come back redeem and kind of beat their old team, especially when the old team sucks. You know, you know what team I think isn't going to be on Andrew's timeline of roster announcements? Houston Outlaws. What do you mean? I don't. I don't think they're going to be there. I don't think that. Like, I think they're. I think Houston, with all, leading into our next article, I think with all the, um, with all the roster, like all the staff layoffs they've had. Well, right, I'm just talking yeah. about new teams. I'm talking oh, about new team branding and basic rosters, okay. or at least a couple players. Bad, Maybe not bad. a full roster, but like here's our staff. Here's our color and logos. Here's like the two, three. No, no, no. no. I meant, uh, I meant like uh, in that month period of you talking about like the, all the teams announcing the roster. You just mean just explicitly new I teams. I just right? mean exclusively. Okay, okay, that. okay. Because there are changes still being made every day. Mm. Like that's yeah. just keeping track of the roster kind of in your head. Like I saw closer got um, dropped or traded to the Dallas Fuel like right before the show went live. Like that's kind of constantly happening. So like I'm not worried about that because if you just keep track of all the trades. You already know what the rosters are. Yeah. Unless, yeah, unless they announce cuts and that kind of stuff. So, I'm not thinking about that as much. I just think team announcements and all that kind of stuff. Mm, the Toronto yeah, yeah. Toronto <laughs> Okay, so if it's the Toronto Toronto, what's the logo going to be? Like, what is uh, a Ronto a thing? I don't think a Ronto is a thing. Come on, you're the Canadian. I, you're yeah, the Canadian. Uh, I've never heard that term before in my life. I've never heard that. I've been to Toronto. I've been to Montreal. I haven't heard anything like that. I've never heard. I don't even know what a Ronto is. I think <laughs> quickly Google's Ronto. Wait, you know? wait, okay. So, Ellie Valiant, what do you think about the Washington D.C. Cherry Blossoms? This is the That's ultimate gonna vote. That's going to be the name. I'm sorry, boys. I just know. This is the ultimate vote of if it's a good name or not. Graphic. But yeah, the graphic wasn't bad. But okay. Kind of moving on to while we're waiting for that response. According to Wikipedia, it's a four-legged herbivore on Tatooine. <laughs> oh in. my god! You you had you have me you have me in. Oh my I god! Swear to you, we're not we're not gonna be, we're not gonna name our team after after some goddamn fictional. Oh my god! The Tor- Toronto Ewoks. It's coming, dude. I, I've talked I've, I've talked to so is a to- so is a Ronto probably. Yeah, probably. I, I, I like. It's going. It's going to be. It's going to be something. Something super, super Canadian. It's gonna be like for. I can. I can see us being called the Toronto Canadians. I can see that happening. Sure, or Toronto. Oh, that'd be really please. funny. <laughs> I can. I, I. I. That's just it. It's gonna be that. It's going to be. Oh my god! I can see the polar bears. I can see that. I mean, it's going to be something very, very iconic that is like we can't screw up. I could even see Toronto being called the Leafs. I can see that. Or well, I guess, like, I mean, if we, I would if we buy get that Leafs, jersey in a heartbeat. It's and our colors are going to be red, or blue, and white. It's going to happen. Oh, and one of them's going, and Toronto's going to be black and red. You are. Oh wait, no, I think Atlanta's going to be black. I don't know. I'm really curious to see the color combinations. That's my favorite part. That's why I picked the LA Valiant to fall in love with them. The color. <laughs> So I'm just curious to see that because I think that makes the team as much as the name and the logo. So, personally with that. But honestly, I don't remember what our next talking point is. Wasn't well, isn't it the isn't the, the infinite infinite cuts? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you were trying to lead so, in that earlier. I'm very I sorry. Trying, I, still, I, I still don't have the thing open. You were doing a good job leading in. That's me being a Thanks, bad man. Host. Thanks, buddy. So am I gonna talk? I guess I'm gonna talk about it then, because yeah. I was the one leading into it. Okay. Yeah, cool. you're the one leading into it. <laughs> so uh, it was announced earlier, earlier last week or later last week, that Infinite, who is the um, company above the Houston Outlaws, as well as Optic Gaming, laid off 20% of their staff, including, um, and, and this is a part of Affinity, um, of Romaine, who is the coach of the Optic team uh, for for League of Legends? So not only is the Houston Outlaws getting hit, but so is Optic Gaming as well. Um, I mean, I, I, it's kind of saying you know, 
it's two sides of the same coin. But I mean, yeah. that the entire organization is taking a whooping, and we don't we don't know where this is coming from. Where uh, Houston or like uh, the, um, the optic brand is massive. It's cons- it's one of it's like one of the like oldest oldest uh, teams that have been around. They've been around since like COD. Um, it's where Nade Shot got his start. You know what I mean? Like these guys, these guys are like story. This is a, this is quite the organization. So to see them making this many cuts, that's kind of concerning. That like, and this is where we start start. You know, maybe eyeing up. You know, the bomb shelter being like, oh no, is this the collapse of one of the most storied teams in esports? You know what I mean? You're way overthinking it. I, Rob said in the I chat, don't know, I don't think I am, man. I'm freaking out. <laughs> you think Opic's going down? No. They're just growing too fast. They had a new investment group coming. They had new kind of um, high-level people coming in. They had a new influx of money. They're like, let's grow, 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 take advantage of esports. Then they realized, even though we are optic, we can't sustain this big of a team. They hired too many people. They said in their statement, we grew too quickly. That happens all the time. You look at huge startups that are just become unicorns, and they go from five staff members... A unicorn is when you get a, a billion dollar valuation in under a year. That's what that means. Um, Thank you, Mark. Thank you. B- business, business terminology. Thank you. Um, it's just that they go from having such a small staff to growing way too big because they see the money coming up and they either mismanage, they realize they don't need everyone they hired, or they just want to keep a smaller staff. This is not the end of Optic. Optic. Those 19 people will get a job somewhere else in the industry because they worked for Optic. And those 20 positions that were lost at Optic within three to four years will probably be hired back because they'll be growing at an appropriate rate rather than bringing on a ton of people all at once and needing to cut back, which happens it all was... the time in businesses. It's like during crunch time um, for when you're making a video game. You hire on a ton of people really quickly to get everything done, and then the Overwatch season just ended. Like They're kind of between seasons right now, so they don't need all these people. There's no League of Legends for them. There's no Overwatch for them. Cod is just getting going it's, right now. What are these people 20, doing? It's twenty percent, though. It's not twenty I, positions. I, it was... I think, yeah, it's twenty percent. So it's a, it's an okay amount. But I think I'm on board with Andrew on this one. Surprisingly, I agree with Andrew for once. Um, and I actually think this is probably going to be a trend coming up fairly soon with a lot of esports organizations. I think all that VC money is going to come in, and people are are they're just going to be hiring like crazy. They're going to be picking up a ton of people, and I think a lot of the um, maybe not as experienced business-wise companies are going to do the same thing. They're going to hire way too much, go too ham. Or overshoot. Why wouldn't you? You're so excited you have money. Like, I don't have to do this role anymore. Why would I not want to hire an intern or something kind of like that or just a lower-level person when really the person hired can still do it, but you're like, oh, we have all this money now. Why not just have two people do this work and make everyone happier? That's not how yeah. business okay, works. Okay, that, that's fair. Time. That's fair. You don't you don't think this is a reflection? Like, how did the Houston, uh, Houston Outlaws do overall in the OWL? They had a success. They've had a decent. They didn't win any stages, anything kind of like that. Yeah. But they have a good loyal fan base. They're doing the street fashion lines, and they're popular in kind of that sense. And when I see them on my timeline, they are one of the more talked about teams on social media as well because they have a good presence there as well. Okay. So right I on. wouldn't say they're like a dominant team. But they've built a good brand off of the Optic brand, kind of building up from that. And I'd say I, I you can never like knock them out like Shanghai or um, Florida Mayhem. Like they're a good team to that mm-hmm. extent at least. Yeah. See, and like I'm seeing this from the from the the League of Legends side of thing, where they had like a mediocre, like very mediocre season. They ended nine and nine. Um. So basically, previously it meant you weren't getting relegated, but you weren't making playoffs. Or you weren't in the gauntlet or anything like that. It was that it was that in between spot, um, and then Romaine leaving on on his own, um, and then the ton of controversy based around their mid laner power of evil. Um, I I thought this was just like you know this is me putting on the doomsayer hat and being like oh my god like they're 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 jumping ship they're bailing out. Um, but yeah no if, I guess like I didn't think of it so much from a business standpoint of being like okay we uh, we you know we have fu money. We, you know, we can do what we want. We've we've done what we need to do. We've got it established. Now we can trim the fat, like uh, like Rob said. So I mean, you know, I guess if, I guess if that's the case, then I guess there's, there's and no it's reason. Not good. To... I mean, I'm not saying that like all oh, these yeah. people deserve to lose their jobs. No, no of one deserves not. Of to lose their yeah. jobs. And cuts for any organization is never a good thing, but it's necessary. 
And yeah. by cutting back on staff, they're going to grow faster and be able to bring back these staff and sustain them better when they get to that point, when they start bringing more money and making more money with the staff they have allows them to bring on more staff in the long run. So it's yeah, not think, the end I, I, of optic. If anything, I would not be surprised if their year over uh, their end of day uh, numbers next year were higher with less staff than they are now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the word, uh, I think the, the proper word to describe this is, is expected more than anything, I guess, like with something like the, like the process that they, they've yeah. kind of undergone. This is a totally common, especially in the video game industry team, they mm. stock up quickly and kind of cut back quickly based on the busy seasons and all that kind of stuff. So we right. don't know if these are all contractor roles. Like we don't know if these were full-time oh, yeah, staff enough. or anything yeah. kind of like that. They're just, Oh no, 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 no. I they're, think, well, they're full-time I think staff. We do know there are people who moved out to Texas okay. to work. So they were working so in the, okay. They, so, they were, yeah. Because that's like, oh, we, we cut 10% of our force, but they're all like remote workers. So, but if that's not the case, that's different still. Yeah. But so, if yeah. you had a year experience at Houston Outlaws, you're going to be able to get a job somewhere else in the video game industry or esports, especially with how quickly it's growing. So I hope they all find something, but this is not the end for Optic, Houston Outlaws, anyone kind of like that. Dylan? You I'm have satisfied. nothing to fight back with me on this one, so you don't have much else. Yeah, to because he agrees with you. This is the thing, right? Yeah, it makes for a very uh, makes makes for a very quick discussion when you two get along. Okay. Well, with that, we're kind of going to move into one last topic today. It's Fortnite. I think is probably making the smartest decision esports wise they really could have. So they're kind of still doing like the Friday Fortnite, the summer skirmish, the fall skirmish, and all that kind of stuff there, but they're bringing an esports kind of competition to the masses now. So today they announced that they're bringing week, not weekly, like just occasional tournaments to the masses of Fortnite. So anyone is open to play um, for these different tournaments. So they have solo tournaments, duo tournaments, squad tournaments, all going on at different times or different um, dates and all that kind of stuff. And it's open to anyone. So everyone plays on the same platform, whether it's mobile, whether it's console, whether it's PC. And you go against each other and see who is the best. And I'm assuming you win V-Bucks or something kind of like that in the end. While it doesn't seem like a lot, one, it is going to get people more committed to the game than they already are. Because now something's yeah. on the line that's a consistent way of winning it. Two, it gets people into real competitive esports. Like... You're a you're an esports athlete at that point, not an esports athlete, an esports player. You're a professional player when you're playing in these tournaments and possibly winning prizes. That's kind of the equivalent of being an amateur or something kind of like that. You're getting more involved in the scene and want to get more involved outside of Fortnite. And three, I don't know why every single game doesn't have something like this constantly. I know Riot tried to introduce. Clash, but, Clash. but that yeah. comes out once, like every three months. It feels like I've only seen it go yeah. live once. It, it might be, problems. it might be even longer. Yeah, like I don't. And Overwatch would do the same thing too. Like it would be so much fun and such a big boost if you could form a team and go through an Overwatch tournament. If it's just once every two months, like just these kind of events that get you playing as a team and getting you played at a higher competitive level, I think gets you more involved in esports and grows that scene. And get you more involved and more willing to spend money on the game because you're more committed to doing better. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think this is probably this like if they maintain this well and they keep this like up to date. By the looks of it, it is like it's going to be a constant thing. Like, um, this is probably this spells what good for like not only the game but their esports community. So I think I can't I can't really see. I'm trying to find a negative to this because I I'm I'm not a the hugest Fortnite fan, but I don't think there is one. I think this is just this is good all across the board. Dylan, I don't know if you're shaking your head in agreement with me or what. I don't know. He's been shaking no, his no, head no. a lot. I'm I don't just know saying, like, no, there's there is no downside to this. I think yeah. it's a really good thing. And there's a lot of games out there that totally miss this boat. Um so mainly the one that goes off in my head is StarCraft 2. Um yeah. implemented yeah, yeah. tournament mode way too little too late. Um and it's such a good thing. Like, why wouldn't you put a tournament mode into it? I know Hearthstone, the whole community is like incredibly upset because people have been wanting a tournament mode and they've been promising it forever and never getting it. This is something that people want, just give it to them because yeah, it, like I I couldn't tell you like how reminiscent this is of like like OG console like uh like Call of Duty or Halo. 
um, because like you would go in and you would play game battles or something, and that was kind of yeah. the same deal. It was like it was cool tournaments, and like the 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 feeling that you had of when you went home and you were like talking with all your friends from school, like yo, let's we're gonna play in this tournament this weekend. It's gonna be so sick and stuff. But this is just a way that it's like so easy to do. And there are going to be so many like kids out there and so many like younger guys and girls who are going to just like form up teams and play. And that's yeah. such a hype thing. And I'm so glad they're doing this because I love in-game tournaments. I think it's yes. such a good thing for it's the such game. A, I mean, no it's, not, yeah, it's, it's no harder than it sounds, it. but like it's just such an obvious thing for any competitive game. Like, yes, it's going to put a lot of work into it, but it gets people back in. Like right now, I'm full commit to Call of Duty. I've put in so many hours into it over the weekend. I've been playing Blackout, multiplayer zombies, all of it. But when I saw this announcement, I texted my friend. I'm like, we need to get, some, we need to switch back to Fortnite and start grinding and getting, getting ready for this tournament because a duel tournament starts next week. And I'm like, I'm ready to never play Fortnite again after Call of Duty came out. I'm like, this hits all my urges. I have Fallout coming out. Like I have other video games coming up. I don't need Fortnite anymore. Now they introduce this, they give me back full-fledged, and you know I'm going to buy skins or the battle pass or anything kind of like that when I'm on. Because I'm playing more now, because I'm getting ready for the competitions. It keeps people playing, it gets them mm -hmm. on during specific times, and it gets people talking about the game outside of the game. Because you want to talk about when you do well or when you did really bad. Or, oh my god, I got killed by Ninja in this public tournament or something kind of like that. Like, that's all huge for people. Now, uh, there, was, there was an interesting comment building on Ninja that was brought up in the chat. Is what if Ninja does bad in these? Do we think that's going to hurt the brand at all? Do we think it's going to... No. Or is it just going to hurt his brand? No, neither. So neither? one, I don't I think he'll play in these. No, I think he will pop into some for some fun. He, I don't think he's going to be doing every single tournament, but like, if he loses, he loses. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he's lost, lost like a million games already that we've seen. Like, he doesn't win Friday yeah. Fortnite whenever he does that every single week and stuff kind of like that. He doesn't even participate in that half the time. Which I, is I, probably I smart for him. I, like, I actually do yeah. kind of agree. Like, if I was Ninja, I'd stay out of it. Because people already think you're a god, and if you don't play against other really good people and you just play norms and dominate every time, that brand is not yeah. going to go down. I wouldn't play in these if I was him personally, but... I know, I know, like, I, I know he's been, like, I mean, I know he plays pretty competitively when he plays Blackout right now, when he, like, I was talking about this in the pre-show that, um, or maybe it was before the pre-show, I don't know, um, that I've, I've been seeing Summit playing with him as well as, like, Dr. Lupo and stuff like that, like, these are, these are big names, right, and they, they take that stuff pretty seriously, so I could, I could, like, I mean, I, like, because you hear the comps, you hear everything, right, so I wouldn't be surprised even if, if he does participate in some of these, maybe not all of them, but, I mean, with uh, you know, with again, with another big streamer personality, just to kind of promote it, you know what I mean? I can see that, but I don't. Yeah, I I don't think it'll really touch his band. Yeah, I guess I don't have much else to add, Dylan. Do you have anything to add? Like, I just love this. I think this was such a great idea, and yeah, I'm excited to go back and play and probably do horrible in it, but it's just a reason to go back to Fortnite, and it just gets me excited about the game, which I think is the most important part of anything you do when you're implementing to a game like this, and I hope that. I, I think Blackout will fall soon quickly. PUBG will probably do it in about six months. Um, no, I disagree. Will never do it. I disagree. Both of those games won't do in-game tournaments. Why? They just won't. I just know. Trust me. Dylan's been around the block, man. He's a storied veteran of uh, yeah. of the in-game in-game tournaments. MTG's already started to do them. It Hell came, yes. It came implemented with the beta, which mm -hmm. is Wait, for pretty hype. Still, still no live uh, drafting, but... Still no live drafting. Uh, Magic the Gathering, their oh. arena, which I we, well, it's attracted a lot of Hearthstone pros. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. Rainier, a a lot of them are playing it because it's it's a card game that's. I mean, it's already an established card game that's like the most popular. I think it's the most, probably more than Pokemon trading card game. I think it is. Like, yeah. Yeah, and so like they just have a actual good, um, you know, video game f version of it. So why yeah. wouldn't it be one of the the top games? Yeah. yeah, exactly, and, and, and it's, it's there's much less. I mean, there, there's been there's been tons of commentary that Hearthstone is too based around RNG, um, where MTG really isn't. There's yeah, like it's very based, very based around buying the decks for hundreds of dollars. But <laughs> true, true. But I mean, that being said, though, you like, I mean, it's nice because you can go in there as a casual. They give you decks as you get wins, which is really convenient. They just straight up. They straight up give you decks as you're like as you win across like uh like each day and stuff like that and each deck has a different theme and stuff like that so you not only get the deck but you also unlock the cards for that so you can unlock more 
Plus, you can earn fun. packs. It is fun, yeah. And you earn packs for free. You can earn pretty much about three packs a day without buying, which is pretty pretty hype. It's a lot. That's a lot of packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's it's pretty good. So, so I, I've already sunk. I already sunk like thirty bucks into it. But I mean, like, <laughs> and that will not end soon. So no, we are getting not. close to the end of the show. We have about five minutes left before we're supposed to cut off, and then we go into Woody's time. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about today that we missed on, brushed over, any last points? Why the three of us here together? I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back for the next three podcasts after this. <laughs> yeah, three more podcasts. We'll be back with yeah. that. Then we'll go back to the cycle of bringing in guest hosts. But it'll yeah, be good. Sorry, we'll we'll have we'll hopefully have some changes coming up and all that kind of stuff. We're always trying to keep doing whatever you guys want. But it's glad to have both of you guys back. It's always fun, especially for the one year anniversary. That does make it so much better having both of you guys. Um, here because obviously it'd be kind of sad if you weren't here for the one year of you. <laughs> I know, right? It'd be, it'd be, yeah, I don't know. I that'd be. But it, it would it'd be on brand though. It would be on. It would be, brand. It would be totally on brand. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It would. It, I wouldn't be surprised. But with that, one last reminder that we are doing a competition starting tomorrow after the podcast goes live. Keep an eye on our Twitter for you to win a T-shirt from any of your favorite esports teams or some V box ride points. Blizzard Currency, whatever that's actually called. You will have an opportunity to win that on our Twitter tomorrow by retweeting, following, and liking that. So do keep an eye out for that. We will pick the winner for that next week and announce it live on the show. So do tune in next week if you are interested in that. And please go on the Twitter and do that. But with that, thank you so much for watching, as always. Yeah, you can find us every single Monday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash the game house and on tuesday mornings uh, is whenever all our vods and all our podcasts go up uh so if you just want to listen to the podcast uh you can subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher google play literally every single podcast platform out there if there is one that we're not on i'd like to see it um but yeah so that goes up every tuesday so you can always see us there yeah and guys, any 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 attention you give us, any comments, any likes, any comments in the chat, regardless of how ridiculous they are, we appreciate it all. It means a ton to us. Um, like I get, like like we've talked about tonight, this was our one year um, from our first show to having like no chat interaction, no nothing, no followers. Is the growing what we are? Even though we are still small, we like it means the world to us. This you guys are helping us do what we want to do, and it, it means it means the world to us. And uh, with that, guys, I'm James. I'm Dylan. And I'm Andrew, and we're getting close to a perfect ending. <laughs> See you guys next week, and thank you for tuning in to the Project Esports Podcast. Stay online to watch Woody with his stream. See you guys next week. Bye.